Good evening, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks Hangout on Edmonton Sports Talk. I'm your host, Bruce Gunther. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Uh, tonight with me on the show is Tyler Holman. Hey, Tyler. What's going on, guys? Also joining us tonight from the Cream of the Crop podcast, Blake Creamer. Welcome, Blake. Thank you, my man. Happy to be here. And joining us from Parts Unknown, you might know this guy, Devin Davidson. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> A little bit of a change up tonight as Devin's here from Parts Unknown, so we're not sure how long his Wi-Fi is going to hold out. So, I, I made it all the way to Spruce Grove today. So, Tyler, I, I didn't stop in for a visit, buddy, but uh, yeah, sorry. I know. I, I just I got to get on this side of Edmonton. I got I got to go all the way to Kamloops tomorrow. So I'm just uh, yeah, big drive. <laughs> Plus, I knew this was happening tonight, and I wasn't sure I'd be jumping on. So maybe on the way back and grab a beer or something. We aren't even friends. Don't bother. <laughs> oh, dang. It would have been great if you would have showed up at Tyler's having you both side by side on there. That would have been awesome. Oh. I got yeah. room at my desk. I, I should have jumped in. I should have. Missed Next opportunity, time. boys. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, we are live tonight on EdmontonSportsTalk.com. We're also live on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Heavy Hockey. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe while you're there. We've got a good show for you tonight. We've got some hacks highlights coming up. We've got a few questions in Ask the Hacks. And we have Hot or Not coming up here at the, later on in the show. Uh, we'll start off with the hacks highlights. Uh, first, boys, let's start off with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Took them to the third game of the season, but they uh, finally managed to put it together here on the road in Nashville. What do you guys think? Tyler, you want to start? Uh, I didn't catch the game, but... Um, they kind of always seem to show up in Nashville, uh, the last couple of seasons. So especially dry uh, he kind of did his thing again. Uh, Campbell looked good, which is good for me since I have him in two leagues. <laughs> um, but overall just, it, it looked like a good team win. Um, it's unfortunate that it came in the third game after, uh, that first, first one for sure. And the second one also a bit stinky. Yeah, no kidding. Blake can't Blake. help himself. Blake, come on. No, I just, Let I it out, buddy. Out, I, I can't. I mean, as a Canucks fan, I can't even brag. I, I have no right to brag, all right? We, we've had a very bad team for a long time, so when we win and we win big, it's just part of it because the Canucks stank in the third game. We got shut up by the Flyers for the love of Pete. So <laughs> that's showing no good, but, uh, yeah, I did catch that third Oilers game, actually, and uh, – yeah, I mean, really nice game. Obviously, we knew the big boys were gonna gonna break out soon. Must have felt good for you guys. Um, boy, like what a fun team to watch you guys have there. That's ridiculous. You know what? Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins. What? I mean, obviously everyone's calling for him to regress, but is he gonna regress? I mean, damn. Uh, like, I don't know. I like it. Thirty-seven goals last year was ridiculous to me, but they looked good and, and obviously all, all the boys did their thing. So I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about Nuge this year? You think he has a hundred points in him again? Devin, what do you think? Uh, well, if he keeps going at this rate, I mean, it could happen again. We, we talked a lot this summer about how he was going to regress, right. For a number of reasons. I mean, who scores 37 goals, a career high in their 12th year in the league or whatever it was. Right. So unheard of, but he's going at a pretty good clip right now. And, uh, I, it could happen, right? I mean, he could continue piling up points in the power play and the top six is going to look good in Edmonton the rest of the season. So um, I'm not going to bet on it, 
but I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again either. I, we had him projected, Bruce, for what, 84, 85 points? So it wouldn't be a huge stretch for him to go to 100 points again this year. No, not if they uh, keep playing in Nashville. I think if they play in Nashville all season, they could put up points. It'd be great. Yeah, this is my first year. I UC Saros is like always one of my favorite goalies to draft. And um, until I started doing zero G, you know, pretty hard. And this year I'm in nine teams, just all zero G. You know, my goalies are terrible. Like Philip Grubauer is like my best goalie. So that's that's the situation over here. But uh, when I see Saros get lit up, you know, it's it kind of makes me feel good that I didn't draft him early on. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, he I don't know what it is about Saros and Edmonton, but damn, uh, Uncle Leon just popping off. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, what was the number, Bruce? Did you, it was like 30, 30 points in his last 12 games in Nashville? It was something like that, yes. I had to look it up, but yeah, I'm very, very close to that. It was It's just ridiculous. They call him the mayor of Nashville when he comes to Nashville. <laughs> he seems to own them. I can't wait for him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 100%. Yeah. Well, Campbell had a good night, 39 stops for the... For the wins, so that was something he desperately needed too to get himself back in the back in the win column. And I think the Oilers needed him from that too. It sounded like the first period was a bit of a bit of a shooting gallery in the Oilers' end. Is anybody? Oh, so I was just going to ask, where are you guys at with kind of these fringe guys in Edmonton, like Connor Brown? And, you know, obviously we all like Evander Kane, but he's had a slow start as well. I mean, what's 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 sort of your take? Connor Brown in particular, like where do you see this guy this season? Because he's he got bumped off that line pretty damn quick. So, you know, what what are we looking at now if he's not it doesn't have access to those guys? I think I think for me, uh, Connor Brown playing a little bit lower down, obviously that's going to hurt his his fantasy value, but I think for the team, um, I think that's in a better spot for him. I think he was probably squeezing the stick a little bit too much after not playing all of last year. And when you're playing on that line, you're expected to score. Um, if he can play PK and play sound defensively on that third line, I think the goals will come later on. So I think, I think it's a good move. I know it seems like it was super early, but I think, I think it was a smart move and I think it'll pay off later on. Excuse me. Sounds good. Uh, so did anybody watch either replay or live the Connor McDavid goal from last night? I don't know if he planned that or if that was just by, it just worked out that way, but that was ridiculous. Pure, pure Connor reaction, right? That's all it was. Just, yeah. I don't know. He's crazy. It's nothing he does surprises us anymore. Let's be honest. He probably planned it. I mean, come on. But that was weird. He was doing a twirly whirlies out there, and then the puck's on his stick, and it's off yeah. his stick in a second. The guy's a freak. So, yeah, love love watching that player. I, there was one uh, – it was a post from one of the – someone from Nashville. It's like he got, McDonough got blown by. There wasn't sure what carrier was doing on that play, and all of a sudden there's McDavid and the puck's in the net. And everyone's going like, what the heck just happened? So it was uh, it was pretty awesome. I especially enjoyed it because for the first time ever, I actually own Connor in fantasy. So that was fantastic. So you're, li- <laughs> you're a little sad though. He's 19th in league scoring right now. Uh, that'll improve. It'll, it'll, it's all going to regress to the, to the norm. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. Leon's number one. So I got, I got Leon second in that drop. So I'm, I'm pretty happy for the moment. So that's the best consolation <laughs> prize in fantasy right there. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm happy for you, Bruce. Thanks. I, I'm happy for me too. For a short time, it's going to last. I'm I'm happy too. Uh, I got Patterson. 
Oh, damn. All right. Well, you know what? You're the real winner here, Tyler. Let's be honest. All right. Another hundred points for Petey. All right. I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah. So it has right. to. It has yeah. to. All right. Well, if you he's, got it, let's make it so. All right. All right. He's th- he's third in league scoring, by the way. So Pedersen yeah. is. Well, there you go. All right. That's what happens when you play Edmonton twice to start the season. <laughs> Unless you're a Nashville player. Uh, some other stuff here from around the league. So last night, the Minnesota Wild scored five power play goals en route to their 5-2 win over Montreal. Um, this was also possibly Mark Andre, Mark Andre Fleury's last start in Montreal. Gave him a standing O after the game. He was skating around. So five power play goals in a game, Tyler. Wouldn't you like to be able to do that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, other stuff that happened, Matt Boldy for the Wild is out week to week. It's apparently not an LTIR, LTIR situation, but the Wild will release more information on him when they uh, they get back to Minnesota. Uh, let's see here. Found out this morning that Kirby Doc is now out for the season. Torn ACL and MCL. It's a big blow to the Canadians and their, uh, their center depth. Uh, we're looking for Sean Monahan and think, uh, oh, good grief, I forgot. Uh, New Hook. New Hook, thank you. There you go. Looking for big things from New Hook and. Uh, Just like Colorado was last year. <laughs> yeah, it's that's not a great situation if you're if you're waiting for Alex Newhook to take you to the promised land. Um, yeah, it, that's a really rough blow because this guy was actually looking like he's going to be a player this season. Um, yeah, that, that's that's terrible news this early in the season to be out like that. You know, the player that I'm interested on in Montreal, actually low key and especially in category leagues is a Raphael Harvey Pennard, R, uh, RHP. You guys uh, familiar with this guy? He he put up. Decent goal goal numbers last year for for how much he played. Yep, it's tough. I'm just not quite there with him, but it's deep league stuff, right? You're yeah. not you're not dropping yeah. your your guys to go get RHP, but um, this guy is a sneaky source of of uh, you know statistics in category leagues like uh, hits and blocks. He's a beefer. He does that, and yeah, he's a pretty efficient player too. So I don't know. I, I think this is going to increase some value for guys like, you know, um, RHP, as I said, um, Slavkovsky is another guy that I'm, I'm just watching, you know, it's like a watch list yeah. guy. Do you guys have him anywhere? I don't, I, I don't either. I did last year for the start of the season for a little yeah. bit. And, um, I don't know. I don't know with him either. It looks like it's just going to take him a little while. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Well, a RHP was on the, uh, was on the top line here for the, for the Canadians last night. I think he only had like 13 minutes or something like that. So it's not the yeah. deployment we want, but I mean, if he can get up around 15 or 16, bang, I think, you know, there, there might be some value there. Like I said, especially in cats yeah. leagues, but you're not going out of your way to get our HP. All right. We're talking about the Canadians for God's sake. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, another player that had a, an impressive start here to start the season was Mackenzie Blackwood. He put in a really impressive performance versus the avalanche in the, in the first game. uh, 9.92 goals against average 981 save percentage and 4.05 goals saved above expected. He was uh, well on his way to doing this a second time versus Carolina. However, the Sharks had a terrible third period. I think they scored five goals in the third period. It just derailed it with another fantastic performance by Blackwood. I was terrified. I had Carolina on the money line just as to on my parlay, just to kind of 
those stupid ones that are worth nothing just to like bump it up a little bit. (laughs) And when they lose, you just hate it. And I was, I was losing it. Thank God for that third period and Mackenzie Blackwood maybe playing like Mackenzie Blackwood should. Yeah. You know, he's human. Damn. Because what the hell's going on? San Jose, that's barely an NHL roster there. I mean, sheesh, you know, so yeah, that's not totally unexpected, but yeah, this guy Blackwood, that's been a pretty impressive couple games for him. I think he's, he's making a case for, you know, he's going to be this year's John Gibson. All right. So that's nice. He's getting the John Gibson award for most goals against most saves for. So I don't know. That's, that's a illustrious award that uh, Blackwood is, you know, currently in the running for. That's nice. And the end, it's trophy for some California goalies to, yeah. well, you look at the way the California goalies are going right now for all three California teams. They're all going to be seeing pucks. They're all I think nightmares. So, yeah. It's not going good for any of those three teams so far when it comes to that. Uh, speaking of California teams, I'm going to butcher this name really, really badly, so I'm going to try it anyway. Uh, Pavel Minchikov. Nice. Sort of. <laughs> Fresh and delicious. Minchikov. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> he scored his first uh, NHL goal against the Carolina Hurricanes on Sunday. Played over 18 minutes, plus two, three shots on goal. Had a minute 41 power play time on ice, which was a 44% share. Uh, looking at the line combos from practice this morning, he was also practicing on power play one with uh, Troy Terry, Leo Carlson, and Trevor Zegers. So that's uh, hopefully a nice little, uh, well, hopefully they do something because they can't be, can't really get a whole lot worse than last year. Can they, Blake? You know what? Um, Anaheim is, is they're kind of like, what, what I say on my pod is like, they're like a homework team, right? And what I mean by that is you got to watch their games because you got to see who's getting the deployment, who's on the power play because Anaheim has, you know, one of the best schedules in the entire league. They have the most off-night games. So in terms of streaming, like, yeah, you want to be on top of getting some of these Anaheim players and guys like Mintyakov. I mean, I'm not saying go pick him up, but, like, you got to watch the game to see if he's getting some deployment. It's nice he got his first goal here. Also, Leo Carlson is going to play his first game on Thursday. That's really interesting. Guy's only 18, but uh, it sounds like he's going to get some run on power play one. So these are all guys we we have to keep our eye on, and we got to pounce, um, you know, if, if anyone sort of pops off. But I, I honestly don't see Mintyakov kind of staying up here long term or or getting a big role this season. I think they're, he's just kind of moonlighting there. I wonder, too, if he uh, gets more than a – if he does well here in the first, if he gets more than a, a nine game audition with the team, because mm-hmm. really too, they're, they're not going anywhere this year. So do they, do they keep him around or do they send him down for, and let him get another year and bring him back next year when hopefully the team's a little bit better than it is this year. Hopefully it is a little bit better, but uh, can't get worse. <laughs> yeah, just, that's very true. There you go. Uh, Steven Stamkos missed his second consecutive game with a lower body injury. The bolts really haven't said too much other than the fact that he's uh he's day to day. There's another team that uh, could use a goaltender right now. Johansson looked good in preseason, but so far and it hasn't uh, him and uh, I forget the name of the other kid they rolled out the other night, but oh my goodness, it just doesn't look good for them until they can put a piece of plywood in there or something. <laughs> Shooter tutor. Yeah. <laughs> Shooter tutor till till Vasilevsky comes back, but yikes, it wasn't uh it wasn't a uh, it wasn't good. That was uh Tompkins that played. Tompkins? Right. Yeah. From Edmonton too. It's pretty cool. He was drafted, I think, ten or eleven years ago or twelve years ago. Played his first NHL game. Yeah, he's twenty nine, right, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, Tampa's wow. Tampa's actually 
in real life doing the zero G right now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah straight up. Probably yeah. fix that at some point here. I, I can't believe they're rolling this out. I mean, you know, Johansson's not terrible, but he's a he's a he's a backup. He's a he's a serviceable backup. He's not a number one goalie for you know potentially one of the best teams in the league. So yeah, I'm surprised they haven't shored that up. I know they have they're tight against the cap there, but I mean, you know, uh, Vassy's not coming back anytime soon. You know, that's a big chunk of the season. So I guess they're, yeah. they're rolling out with him, but you know, they've, they've come out okay. Uh, so far. So that's, you know, reviews are lukewarm at best, maybe, you know, getting a little hotter. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for the Koskinen effect, right? You roll him out for a few games. He starts off well and then tails off who knew that his best games were in the preseason. So yikes. Uh, another injury note, Sebastian Aho missed uh, last night's game with a shark. Sharks with an upper body injury. He was a very last minute scratch. There really hasn't been any any notes or updates on him. Uh, the race for Peter Kachetkov has started. Frederick Anderson or Freddie Anderson took a puck to the face last night and was removed from the game. He did practice apparently, but uh, the tweet came out. Uh, Kachetkov has been called up. So uh, did anybody race to the waiver wire to pick him up? I've seen people in every league I'm in got him. Pretty yeah. Quick, so, you know, I picked them up in one league. It's a 16 team league and it's really hard to do zero G in a 16 team league, especially yeah. when there's no goalie cap. Like some, some teams took three goalies and I ended up taking Ukopeka Lukanen as one of my goalies. You know what I mean? He's not even the starter in Buffalo. Like it's, it's a bad situation. So I got, I just picked up Kochetkov as kind of like a, you know, hope and a prayer. You know, my, I think my other goalie there is Grubauer as well. So it's not, it's not awesome, but, you know, he could get a, li- a little bit of run, but the fact that Anderson's playing uh, in practice, I think it- it'll be a short run at that. Unless they decided to do something else and get ran to the hell out of my sight. Um, yeah, he didn't have a great game the other night. So, Yeah, good thing I picked him up for yeah. the Sunday game. Worked out <laughs> well for me. That'll be do. Yes. <laughs> you were one of the people, Tyler, I was sending condolences to the other night. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, sorry, buddy. I still won, but <laughs> not because of him. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that that wasn't pretty. That was not pretty. Uh, other injury news: uh, Gabriel Velarde. The Jets announced that Velarde is going to be out four to six weeks here with an MCL sprain, uh, which is too bad. We were kind of all hoping to see what he could do on the top line there. He was one of our our sleeper picks for the season, right, Devin? He was, and he looked really good through a couple of games. What did he have? Like nine or eleven shot attempts or two games? Like he and he had, I think, an assist or something. But he was getting top line deployment. He was the guy to own there. Uh, Nikolaj Blake, as, as I, and I know you, you're look like now there might be an opportunity. The door is maybe open to crack for him. Right. So um, I was actually just listening to your, your uh, cream exchange uh, episode here. Yeah. While I was traveling was today. Good. So yeah, well done. Um, but yes, that's, 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 that's unfortunate about Velarde. Uh, hopefully some good news for, for Nikolai Elish here. It's gotta happen. Doesn't it? Damn it. Um, just, just put this man on the power play one. Can you do that, Rick Bonus? I call Rick Bonus Rick Boner. All right, that's, uh, you know, and I always reference, um, you know, you guys might be old enough. Growing Pains, you remember the show Growing Pains? Yeah. Mike Seaver, his best friend's name was Boner. So <laughs> that's where I'm at with that. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about, you know, with Rick Bonus. Rick Boner, uh, put him on the power play for love of Pete. Come on. Yeah, no kidding. It'd be nice to see him on there. Uh, some positive injury news. Uh, Zach Wierenski was uh, participating in practice today and is hoping to play in Friday's game. I know uh, he's been out since the 12th after taking a knee-on-knee hit. I know I took him last year and I had him for a full eight games before he uh, 
but his shoulder injury. Devin, did you get him this year? Uh, no, I don't think I did. I, I think, you know, for me, like, and I'll, Blake, I'll throw this out to you because I, I like Wierenski this year and I was, I, I was cautiously optimistic for him, but at what point, and I know this wasn't like a recurring injury. It was another, you know, it was a knee on knee type thing, but this guy just seems to go down all the time. It's just, I don't know. At what point do you start avoiding players? Because whether by their own fault or not, they're injured all the time. I'm just not sure what to do with Wierenski. Yeah. To me, I don't. All right. Like you, you can't correlate <laughs> these injuries. Like last season, it was his shoulder. His shoulder was janked. And now he takes a dirty hit from Ding Dong McGee, Garnett uh, Hathaway or whatever. <laughs> like you can't predict that. Right. So bad luck. Yes. But I'm, I'm not going to be drafting due to luck. Right. There, there is a point though, like guys like Mark Stone or um, Patch Reddy. Right. Um, with consistent problems that are year to year that are chronic, that are going to keep them out. Like, uh, those are guys I might stay away from. Also, when I'm in draft season, I, if someone has an active injury that they're, they're kind of working through and they're like questionable for the start of the season, I might, if it's a tiebreak situation and I want that player, I'll go the other way. But in terms of injuries, like I don't draft that way because you miss out on performances. You miss out on performances like Evgeny Malkin and Crosby last season, um, Kucherov even, who has the the injury prone moniker, the guy, you know, popped off last season. Um, that They're going to happen every year. And if we draft... To me, if if we draft worried about injuries and things like that, we're gonna miss out big time. Like Barkov's another one. I got Barkov mm-hmm. on five years, right? And people are like, he's injury prone. It's like, well, they're all different injuries. It's not like he's injuring the same thing every time, and now that's a problem, right? It's like they're different injuries, and you can't you, you kind of can't correlate that, right? So, but speaking of Wierenski, I have nine fantasy teams. I've got Wierenski on seven. <laughs> Seven teams. So when he goes down in the first game, I'm basically trying to find out Garnett Hathaway's address, um, you know, and send somebody down there to give this man a stern talking to because this show ain't no good. You can't do that. Like the straight up karate kicks the man's leg. I mean, geez, buddy. Um, you know, just a ding dong player trying to injure a, a, a really good player. I hate that. All right. But obviously I'm invested in Wierenski as well. So. Yeah. Uh, more positive. Uh Injury-related news, Josh Norris returned to the Senators lineup tonight, promptly scored two goals. I think one of them was even on the power play as the uh, Senators destroyed the Capitals, who I happen to own Darcy Kemper, so I don't even want to look at that score for tonight. Uh, (laughs) Norris missed uh, all but eight games last season and the first week here due to a shoulder injury. Devin, did you manage to get Norris before uh, someone else grabbed him? No, but you know who I did grab from the Ottawa Senators? Jake Sanderson. Boom. And you know who I, you know who I dropped for him? I did. You know who I dropped for him? Thomas Shabbat. See you later, buddy. Get out of here. Damn it. I forgot to do that. I was going to do that this morning. Oh, well. <laughs> you missed, and, you know, and you know what? Sanderson only put up a goal and an assist tonight. And he's on oh. power play one. So. Yikes. Yeah. That's, yeah. How yeah. happy Devin is with himself. It's pathetic. <laughs> he's quite he's quite happy. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? I, I'm not involved in kind of your politics here. So I'm happy for you, <laughs> Devin. <laughs> I can see you boys are a little salty, and that's fine. Uh, we the, the running joke is when we do the waiver wire picks on the podcast, those are the guys that Devin has picked up already, and he's making a running list for us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing that, Devin. That's nice yeah. for your fear. Yeah. Hey, your you're welcome. That's, I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> To please the people. You know, it's funny because I actually, I checked in with Matt Larkin today too as I was driving and I just said, uh, well, not while I was driving, but on the road. And I said, hey, Matt, I'm, I'm considering dropping Shabbat for, for Sanderson. Like, would you do that? And he goes, absolutely. No question. And because I had seen something from um, one of the beat writers just mentioning that 
Sanderson was on power play one. And and Shabbat, for all the minutes he plays, he really hasn't been very productive, particularly early in this season. Yeah. You know what, though? I I mean, I, I fully support that. I picked up um, – I actually dropped uh, the professor, Mike Matheson, for Jake Sanderson uh, once I realized he was on top power play just because Montreal has a bad sort of schedule here, and Matheson hasn't really done anything. But I like I still like Shabbat. I mean, he's on power play too now. If he if he stays there, that's fine. But even just looking at some of the statistics, like this guy tonight, one assist. He was the minute leader there. Three shots, mm-hmm. 11 individual course four. That led the team. So he's putting the most pucks on net or towards the net, right? Um, I, I like the player. I still like him for 50 points. I think he might, he's probably going to outscore Sanderson, but I, I don't know. Um, Sanderson's just a kind of a hot thing and, and I, he's a good player. And there was also this thing I saw with Brady Kachuk, um, just an interview kind of in the off season talking about Jake Sanderson and how important he is to the team and just like, like really like lauding the guy's abilities. And, and then they obviously signed him to a big contract. So I think where there's smoke, there's fire. This guy, Jake Sanderson is going to be a really good player. Their D in Ottawa looks awesome. Yeah. They do. Washington's doesn't. They look awful. In the first <laughs> games. The other way, you went the other way with it. Yeah. Unless you, unless you got John Carlson, that's probably the only saving grace if you have on Washington's defense. So the whole team looks awful though. Yeah. That's a surprise. Yeah, I know. Did Ovi register a shot tonight? Because in the broadcast, he did not. Eh? That's two straight games that a shot for Ovechkin. Yep. Wow. And I drafted him too. Yikes. Yeah. It's a buy low. He's, he'll be it's fine. <laughs> Maybe I can trade him for Sanderson. The, oh, all right. Well, yeah, that'd be a, that's bold. That's bold, Bruce. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little spicy, but uh, yeah. All right. We'll throw in Thomas Shabbat. Well, you got yourself a deal. All right. There you go. There you go, right? Uh, last one here before the break. I put this in here because I have a personal dislike for this player. Uh, Ryan Reeves. So, yeah, it has been said that he was brought into the Leafs for some of his intangibles. Well, after the uh, Leafs' terrible showing against the Blackhawks, losing 4-1, to we found out one of those intangibles are diversion. They managed to uh, talk more about uh, Reeves' chirp of Corey Perry than the Leafs' terrible game against the Blackhawks and their backup goaltender. Uh, Blake, did you want to take a shot at this one? <laughs> Buddy, uh, you don't like Ryan Reeves? Uh, this no. I like. I mean, yeah, he's the guy's a he's a dingus, no question there. But he's the last true enforcer that's out there. You know what I mean? He doesn't do anything else. He plays eight minutes. He goes out and he fights. And like, I think his real value comes at playoff time. When you got Ryan Reeves out there in the playoffs, kind of it, it keeps you honest, you know. But yeah, I mean, this is some goofy stuff. But you look at Corey Perry too. What the hell? I mean, they're they're made for each other, right? Just a couple of just you know, ding dongs as we know. Right. So, but I, I, I like Ryan reason, but I also like seeing him getting dummied by, you know, how do you say that man's name? Arbor. Sure. Whatever. Because zoom tight. Jack. Arbor. Jack. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's nice. I kind of, I enjoyed watching him get dummied and thrown to the net. That was nice. He, so he did. He just ragged all them. That was, yep. that was interesting. And then did Jack. you see Reeves face after he kind of went, Oh, that was pretty all good. Right. All right. <laughs> he just dumping me. That was that was unheard of. Yeah. Jack High's great. I love him. He is. He's yeah. really good. Doesn't he's... back down from anybody. My uh, favorite my favorite thing about or what I say I always say Reeves claim to fame is his father. Any of you follow the CFL? Uh you know, <laughs> I I guess I like the, the Lions. Lions. Yeah, you know what? I like going to games. That's really fun. You guys uh, get out to games out there? Not in Edmonton. No. <laughs> is the team not good this year? I don't know. I know it's a hockey, yeah. but you know, we're digressing, but you know, shout out the Eskimos. Uh, uh, Eskimos Ryan, Re- yeah. Elk, Ryan, you're not allowed Elk, to say that. Elk's Come on, my bad. 
my the bad. <laughs> they got worse. Huh. Oh, Ryan Reeves' father is Willard Reeves, who was a running back for some, excuse me, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the early 80s. Was a rookie of the year, most valuable player for the year. And that's what I say is Reeves' claim to fame was his dad. <laughs> I actually saw Reeves at a uh, Riders game a couple years back. Yeah. Willard or Ryan? Or both? No, no, no Ryan. I, his dad yeah. might have been there, but I, I actually saw Ryan Reeves there. He's having a having a pop. I went over and said hello. Did, did he do a stare down? Stare down? Just look no, his, no, that man is massive. Eye. And I just said, yes, sir. Thank you. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Do you want another beer? Here it is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Guy's got oh, wow. hands like canned hams. What the heck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> didn't get a selfie or anything like that? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing? Not a, didn't even attempt no. a selfie? Did, it didn't even happen. It just, it was... You only no, do no, that with no Brian evidence. With, I will have. Right? I have a picture of Brian. I, did I not post that? Yeah, you did. Yep. Oh, I did. Proof okay, it I did never happened. Yeah. Okay, proof it, no, I, I got a picture of Brian Burke. That was cool. Really nice yeah. guy. Really nice guy. Quite funny, actually. Uh, all right, here we're a few uh, a few seconds away from the break. So, uh, coming up after the break, let's see if I can take this on for a little bit longer. We have uh, our Ask the Hack section. We've got a few questions in there. And our hot or not is coming up. We've got a few players in there. A couple of them we've already talked about. And a few that might say, well, one for sure that's going to be a surprise, I think, to everybody. And we're going. Welcome back to the uh, Fantasy Hockey Hacks Hangout here on Edmonton Sports Talk. We'll go to our next segment here, which is Ask, Ask the Hacks. We've got a few questions in here. We'll uh, we'll go around the horn on uh, on the questions here. We'll uh, we'll start with Tyler since he looks a little distracted. Uh, this is from Brian Smith, Seth Jones or Jake Sanderson. And... Jake Sanderson, I guess, because we just talked about him. I guess I wasn't ready at all, to be honest with you. I know that's but I'm why gonna say I Jake Sanderson. <laughs> For all the reasons yeah. we just listed, and Devin loves him. I mean, I, I can appreciate that pick. I think for me, it, it, that's a tough question because 
Jake Sanderson is playing on a just a fantasy juggernaut in Ottawa, right? So he's he's going to put up some points, whether it's on five on five or now that he's on power play one. He, that that first unit is stacked. Um, now I, this is I haven't looked at any of the numbers. I don't like rate stats anything. I'm, I haven't prepared anything for it, but I'm just saying you know on the surface looking at it, Jake Sanderson definitely has better a better situation happening there. Um, the upside with Jones though is that he is playing on the first power play unit. He has zero competition for that role with Connor Bedard. So that one's a tough one. Like I think, I don't know, Blake, what, what's the upside for Jones this year? Could he, could he hit 60 points? Um, yeah, to me, that's, that's an absolute ceiling case, right? It's not something that this player normally does. Uh, and this is a good question. Um, I think I need to like, I need to see more from Jake Sanderson. Like, it's I picked them up. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I, and I think the fantasy outlook is great, especially if, if this is his role now, but to me, Jones is a lot safer and it also depends on your format, right? If you're in a category league, I'm taking Jones all day, right? He's going to hit more. He's going to block more. And the points are probably going to be similar, right? We're in a points league. I'd, I'd probably take a ride with Sanderson, right? Because of the, they're going to have a better power play. That's for sure. Ottawa's power play is going to be much better than Chicago's, right? So that's that's kind of a wash. So I think, I think it's format related, but just in a bubble, I, I think Jones is a little bit safer. I think they probably have similar point totals, but Jones is going to get more perifs. I think that's where I'm at, so. There you go. Uh, this question in from Charlie P. Would you accept this trade? Acquire Sam Reinhart, Matt Boldy, and Andre Svechnikov. Send Patrick Lyony, Philip Forsberg, Evan Rodriguez. Blake, would you do that? Damn, Skippy. You mash the accept button and you do it now. All right. To me, that's a clear win for the Reinhardt side. Uh, in my opinion, obviously, you know, format makes a difference, sure, but I think even in all formats, I still hit that, right? Um, obviously, you're, you're taking on two injured players currently, and that doesn't ever feel good in a trade, but I think that's why you're getting the value, right? So hopefully Boldy's injury is nothing super serious, and we could see this guy in a week, even two weeks, would still be still be a good situation there. And then Svech, like, he didn't uh, accompany the team on the six-game road trip, and we haven't heard anything else about Svech, but he was tracking to play at the start of the season, so I'm not sure if there was a setback or... What happened there? But, you know, we haven't heard anything. I still feel like Svetch is probably sooner rather than later going to be in the lineup. And Reinhardt, to me, is a beast. Um, on a, another offensive juggernaut, this guy's getting 20 minutes a night, power play one. He's got access to Barkov or Kachuk or whoever else, right? So um, he's currently playing with Barkov, and they're flying. Like, this guy got a couple goals the other night. Um, he's an efficient shooter. I think there's tons of power play points coming. If you look at the other end, Patrick Lyonet, you know, he's he's – debuting a new position right and that's that's always kind of tough right new coach new position um i like Lanny a lot this year especially at the value he was being drafted at he was a guy that i have on a few teams because i like the value but i mean reinhard boldy and svetch no um philip forsberg to me is the best player going back in this trade i love philip forsberg here uh, the way he started out this season, um, I think he's he's a big-time trade target for me. Three assists in four games, but the underlying numbers are ridiculous. Shots on goal per 60, scoring chances four per 60, Corsi four, all that stuff. This guy's flying, and I think it's it's only a matter of time before he starts popping. And then you throw in Evan Rodriguez, who his role is not even that secure, right? Like when Sam Bennett comes back, what happens to Evan Rodriguez? Does he still get that power play one time? Does he still get line one time? Like maybe not, right? Or at the very least, his his deployment gets eaten into. Right? He's playing 20 minutes a night currently. So if that goes down to 17, like, you know, obviously his points are going to go down. And Erod is not an efficient player. All right. He's a, he's a chucker. 
All right. He likes to shoot the puck. He doesn't, you know, I'm sure he likes scoring, but he doesn't usually score that much. So he's had a great start, but yeah, you mash it for Reinhardt and you hope for the best with Boldy and Svetch. And if you're in a weekly head to head league, damn, that's even better because you can absorb these injuries for a couple of weeks, right? Whatever. Take a couple of L's. Who cares, right? You get these guys back and healthy on your team. Like Svetch is a for a big time. And Boldy, he, he's going to, I have him for a big season here. I had him as point game player, right? So I think that's totally reasonable. I don't know. Where you guys at? I'm getting a little long in the tooth. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Devin, you going to do that trade? 100%. Yeah, no, I, I'm with Blake. He beat me to it. But I think um, for, for all the reasons he said there, I, I like Matt Boldy. Great shot rate. Uh, Sveshnikov for his category coverage. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I, I too, am kind of lukewarm on, on Rodriguez. Like, he's got try eligibility, which is great. That's very rare. Um, he does shoot the puck. A lot, maybe not accurately, but uh, but he's put a lot of pucks towards the net right now. He's getting great deployment, but it's it's going to be short lived. I think I would agree with that too. That it's just not as secure. Um, and who else do you have in that deal? Philip Forsberg. I really like Philip Forsberg and Patrick Liney. Um, I like Patrick Liney. I have him in at least one league this year. So, um, but yeah, I think for for Sam Reinhart, Matt Boldy, and, and Sveshnikov, I'm going to make that deal and just ride with a couple injured players for a couple weeks. Because at the end of the day, and Tyler, you brought this up lots in the past, it, it doesn't really matter what happens in October, November, even December. Like, what does it look like come January and then into the playoffs next spring? That's really what matters. Yeah, and that's that's why I drafted uh, Vasilevsky. That's why I drafted Svechnikov uh, right after the draft. I put them both on IR. And uh, whoever I have in their spot right now is easily droppable for those two guys when they come back. Um Really, it's it's your your middle kind of weeks of the season to the end is where you really want those players. And if if they're going to play then, then you're going to be you're going to be that much further ahead with those players. So I, I, I like that. I like that strategy, Tyler. And I've done it in the past myself. The only struggle I have with it is that when you have injuries to your current players, and then you you lose those IRs, like then you're just trying to juggle spots throughout the season, and you just it's a mess for a while, right? But well, I know as soon as Wierenski went down, I was like, well, where do I put him now? Uh, <laughs> so that's that, a dead bed spot. Cool. Yeah, ideally you don't like if you have two IR spots, which I think most leagues probably would. Uh, you don't want to draft two IR players, which I did. But Sveshnikov is hopefully going to be back quick then you have an open spot after that and then you're okay. Uh, not ideal to draft two players and put them right on our, but you, you I tried probably got him at, yeah, you probably got him at value though. Like Svesh was going at stupid value and he was expected to play at the beginning of the year. So that, I don't even think that's drafting an IR player. It's like, unfortunately he's on the IR right now, but it looked like yeah. he was actually going to play and he was getting drafted in the seventies, which is insane. So yeah, I love that pick. Yeah. I think I took him in the eighth Eighth round, eighth or ninth round, I took Vasilevsky in the eleventh round, I believe. So crazy, crazy value. Yeah, at those spots, I had to. I wasn't paying attention during that draft, and I missed all that <laughs> stuff. So I was too busy reading my uh, document I had drawn up for my killer draft list, and now I got four injured forwards off that list. So <laughs> nice, fun, fun, fun. Oh, by the way, I would do the trade too. Just uh, yeah, I I've. Yeah, I would do that one as well. Um, next question here is from David Alexander. Lucas Raymond was put on the top line last Saturday and contributed a power play, play assist in only 13 minutes of ice time. Make me a believer. Do we believe in Lucas Raymond, Tyler? 
I want to, but like I, I've I've wanted to since his first his first game. I just I can't. Not with 13 minutes. Like unless Debrinkit gets hurt or something like that, and he gets a little bit more ice time than that. I just I can't. I can't. There's there's tons of other players that are out there on the waiver wire that play more than he does and can score the same based on based on the ice time. Tyler, what about you? Or Tyler, Devin? <laughs> Look at her. again, again, go again. again, yeah. Again. Analyze yourself, Tyler. Tyler. What are you De- doing? Deja vu. Here we go again. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Tyler on this one too. Like I I really want to believe in Lucas Raymond as well, but I'm I'm looking at his numbers here. Um, it's just it's frustrating to watch. Like he's got two points in four games, minimal power play time, a 31% power play share uh, through the season here, averaging 15 minutes a night. There's just not a lot to love here, and I think I'd agree with Tyler. There's other more productive candidates on the waiver wire, depending on which kind of what type of league you're in, right? But I mean. In a keeper league, maybe there's a or a dynasty, there's an argument to be had to keep Lucas Raymond. If he's playing next to Debrinket and Larkin, that's great. But it kind of seems to be the Larkin Debrinket show, and, and Raymond's just kind of the the third wheel here. So, um, Bruce, you and I had this conversation offline too, talking about do we do we drop Raymond? Do we not? Uh, yeah. He was on the third line to start the season, and we were like, well, if that's where he's going to play, we're not going to roster this guy. No, he'll have to. He'll have to go. I think he he did he did get bumped at the top line. He's mentioned, and we hung on to him. But only reason why. Oh, and I picked him up in another league is just because of their schedule this week. They had four games this week, and mm-hmm. I had four injured forwards, so I needed a forward. So had a good schedule in that. But yeah, unless he doesn't do anything this week, he won't be on the he won't be on the roster for me much longer. What do you, Blake? Yep. No, I'd echo all of that. It's just. The, the addition of DeBrinket and Gostas Bear here in Detroit, like it kind of just saps this man's value, like which is fine because he's only 21, right? They can bring this guy up slowly, no problem. Um, but yeah, he's he's not a big uh, volume shooter, so I don't like that. Um, and yeah, his, his power play share, like you said, not great. He's getting power play one now, but again, didn't do anything tonight. And then if you dig a little deeper, like I like to kind of get into the games afterwards and, and look at the stats that I talk about. And yeah, I mean, he played 15 minutes, 30 seconds, you know, no shots on goal, one individual Corsi for one scoring chance for that's it in 15 and a half minutes on the top line. So that show ain't no good. Obviously you, you keep him for this, this week, like you said, Bruce, because of the schedule, but yeah, I would have no problem dropping this man. Like it's lukewarm. Get him the hell out of my sight. Oh my God. <laughs> that's uh, just to reiterate what Blake's saying. Like that's one of the first things I look for in a fantasy asset is, is shot rate. And if, if there's, if there's not even shot attempts, why am I rostering that player? Because even like everything stems from shot attempts. So you get shot attempts, you either score a goal or you get a primary assist or a secondary assist. Something happens, right? If you're not doing those things, you're not, there's no action. There's no plays. There's no reason to rush that player. Yeah. It's uh, I had a bad habit of that's who I, a lot of the players I picked last year in my draft were players with next to no uh, shots per game. And all my team started off a little rough. I think I went 0 4 last season. And we're we're off to the same start this season too. We're already zero and one. Bruce, so. you just like to play possum. This is totally oh, your strategy. Rope a dope, rope a dope. Yeah, playing possum. I can't even pick up Jake Sanderson off the waiver wire, and he's been sitting there since like the opening night. So, could be a rough season. Yikes! Uh, last question of the night comes from KBY four twenty one. What is Evander Kane's value this year? No power play one, injury history plus or minus sixty games per year. What do you think, Blake? 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It hasn't been a great start for Evander Kane, but I'm not concerned. We knew he wasn't getting power play one, right? So if you drafted him, you know he's not getting power play one. So that's fine. But, I mean, what last game he's playing with Settle and McDavid? I mean, damn. You know what? Like, you know, one of us could play on that line. And, you know, we always say this. Obviously, we can't. These are professionals. But, you know, I like to like to think of myself as a, you know, someone who could do that. I don't know where I'm going with this. All right. But <laughs> gotta t- we got to take a gander at Evander, right? Um, I'm, I'm still feel the guy for 60 to 65 points, 30 goals, right? Edmonton's had a slow start. Two of those games were stinkers against the Canucks, right? So um, he looks good. Like like we talked about even, you know, in the, in the preseason here. Like this guy's... Um, his head's clear. Hopefully he's got no distractions. He's healthy. And I, th- I think he's going to have a big season. I'm not concerned at all. His shots and hits haven't really been there. That is a little bit concerning, but I mean, it, it's three games in, right? Uh, I mean, he's going to get up to his dingus behavior as soon enough, right? He's going to be lots of hits, lots of shots, lots of pims, right? And that's what we drafted him for. So, you know, if you have him in category leagues, um, he's a buy low right? Because this guy's going to pop off and do what he does. So I, I'm a big fan of the player. I think he's going to get going here pretty soon. Yeah. Devin. Yeah, no, it, it, Blake hit the, ha- the nail on the head. Like that's, there's really nothing else to say, but I will agree that the the shot rate or, or lack thereof is pretty concerning. Uh, he's at a career low 5.4 shots on goal per 60 or 1.7 shots on goal per game, which he's never, ever done. Um, so that, that will correct eventually. It's just really strange to see. They, they did get goalied twice by Vancouver. Um, they're going to get better. That will change. But I, the, the shot rate is concerning at this point. Tyler, you got anything to add? Yeah, I think it's too early to even really even analyze it, really based on those the first two games of the season. I mean, they didn't show up at all for the first one did for a small period of time in the second one. Uh, third one, they did the whole time. But really, I think it's too early. Um, there's not that many players that score 30 goals. He'll score 30 goals. Uh, whether 25 of those come in the last part of the season, in the last 30 games of the season, which is something that he could do, he's still going to score. So, I mean, he has he has tons of value, especially if he's getting that deployment with one of the top top two lines. I mean, that's where he's going to play. So um, I'd hold on to him and just wait. Particularly in categories leagues, like Blake had mentioned too. Yeah. He's a beefer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have him in one league and I know if everything goes sideways, I can always trade him to Devin or Tyler. They'll take him because they're both. I'll buy low, buddy. Him. I'll buy low exactly. all day long. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Dev, maybe, I'll, maybe I can get Jake Sanderson for. I was just going to say, maybe I'll pitch you Jake <laughs> Sanderson. We'll make a deal. Devin will pick up a guy off the waivers and trade him to me for a Van. Hey, Kane. Blake, I, that, I that's was... a viable strategy, right, Blake? That happens. Nothing, nothing feels better than that. I, I just got a waiver ad and I just flipped him for a roster player. Love it. Yes. All right. That, go, that's right? when you're winning at life. Don't do it, Bruce. All right. Come on. That's, oh, Devin's, gotta... that's Devin's trade strategy the entire uh, yeah, the time I've known just him. Pick this man up. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to have him. You want him? Those will well, all be. I, I learned, I learned that from Tyler. I learned that from Tyler. Those will all be veto just, you know, Devin. Oh. Oh, yikes. All right. That was our last question for Ask the Hack. So uh, thank you for everyone that sent in their questions. And you can always. uh, Oh, actually, Bruce. Yeah. We have one more. We got we got one more, actually. Well, so I I didn't have a chance to put this in today, but there is his name is Red Wolf on Instagram. Um, So I'm just it's 
he's basically asked us to analyze his roster. So I'm just going to throw out some names here and, and tell me if any of these roster players are, are droppable in your opinion. So we got uh, Matty Beneers, Ivan Barbashev, Drake Batherson, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Ricardo Raquel, Hampus Lindholm, Adam Fox, Kel McCarr, Miro Heiskanen, Bo Horvat, Jonathan Marchessault, Jesper Bratt, Carter Verhege, Jake Vitrano, Jake DeBrusque, and then his goaltending is Talbot, Corpusalo, and Levi. And he's telling me he's getting dummied in his league right now. The roster to me looks pretty solid. Uh, the goaltending, not great. Obviously, Talbot and the Kings is is not very good. Levi bounced back a little bit here uh, recently. I like Corpusalo. I don't know if there's a ton of players. In, um, let's see if he gave me any info here. For me, just right off the top, no. it'd be Batherson. I had him. I dropped him. I think, I think he still will have a decent season. First couple of games, he did absolutely nothing. Um, and there's a lot more players out there that that you could pick up that are probably going to have similar point totals throughout the season as he will. Um, if you're looking to do something early in the season, that that's one that I would. Frank Frank Vitrano as well. Frank the Tank just coming off a hat trick, <laughs> Tyler. My goodness. <laughs> I know, just but kicking him to the curb just like that. Oh my god, he's that—that's not something that's going to be sustainable, and that would be something that Devin would probably try to trade somebody. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would not do such. If a thing, you never. really want to improve your no, team, not at all. Drop, you drop Drake Batherson, pick up Jake Sanderson, and trade Frank Petrano to Devin <laughs> or somebody better than him, <laughs> and voila, Tyler. Hey. That's the formula for success, right there. Sounds like a solid trade strategy there. I wonder about yeah. um, Jonathan Marsh so too, because I find him, I know the shot rate is, is good and he's getting some nice deployment too. Generally, like he's playing on that top line right now, but in the regular season, I find him to be a bit of a frustrating player to roster because you kind of, I feel like you want more from him all the time. He'll have a game where he puts up two or three points and then you, you won't see him for three, four or five games, right? And then, so if you're looking for more consistency, that's a player I'd maybe point to and say, Maybe you could find a better roster player, but I don't know. I don't know about that, Devin. Um, but yeah, no. I, There's a couple I, guys. There's a couple guys. Yeah. I to me, um, depending format, right? But Barbashev, get the hell out of my sight. There's no need to have Barbashev on your team in a category league. Sure, he does. He does cover some categories, but like you know, he's top line. But so is Marcheso, and Marcheso uh, is is a much has a much higher ceiling, right? Because of what you said, Devin, the shot rate. Um, you know, he, he's a buy low yeah. to me. Marshall is a buy low. He's obviously hasn't started out the season, you know, kind of continuing what he did in the playoffs there. But I also think his inconsistency during the season is because he's been all over the lineup, right? They do that in Vegas. But now that kind of halfway through last season, they put him with Eichel and Barbashev. And then obviously in the playoffs, we saw what happened. And now he's with those guys consistently and power play one. He wasn't getting power play yep. one consistently last season. So I, I would keep Marches so personally. He's also a right winger. So you want to you want to keep that guy. But to me, uh, Matty Beniers, like I'm not interested at all. He, like Seattle, they should be called um, the Seattle like streamers. That that should be their team. Their whole team is just a <laughs> bunch of waiver wire ads. Uh, I'm not really interested <laughs> in anybody on the Kraken. And so Beniers, I think he's a center only to like kick him to the curb. Barbashev, those are the two guys I would sort of get rid of. And then Vitrano. Those are your those are your streaming spots, but it's a pretty solid team. I don't know why he's getting dummied. I mean, we've got a lot of lot of pieces there that that sound good. I mean, I'd have to see some of these other teams and the scoring format. But 
Yeah, he just said, this is my team. I'm not sure how I can make waivers because we get five a week, but I'm not sure what position to try and always pick up during the week. Like, he, he's just new to fantasy, and so I think he's looking at this roster and going, I'm losing. How do I correct that? I mean, Drake Batherson, slow start. Um, Barbashev, like you said. Benir, Seattle's been kind of garbage. Um, he's got Hampus Lindholm there, who, like, I don't really have a yeah. lot of time for, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, overall, it's a pretty solid roster. I don't think there's any glaring issues here. Maybe the goaltending, if you can find a better – um, rosters uh, available player there, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think back to March or so. Um, great, great shot. It, oh, oh, great, agreed, agreed. Batherson's gonna, especially with Norris back, right? Because they've got that chemistry together, and, and that showed tonight. Um, and generally, Bat, generally, Batherson is a good player for categories. Um, but yeah, he's just he's off just a little start. This is one of those things. A lot of us, we just. We panic early in the season, right? I, I panicked March or so to so get that out of my sight. Um, <laughs> I, I know I'm not the only one. He's got one point in four games, right? And and he's the shot rate's good and the power play deployment is great. But uh, I, I've seen that story before with with Jonathan March or so. And maybe it'll change this year. Batherson, same thing, Tyler. I know it's like he can be a frustrating player to roster at times too. So There you go. Uh, for me, it'd be... Petrino, I'd hang on to Batherson. I picked up Batherson today, so I needed someone to fill in for my injured players on my team, so I picked Batherson up. Goaltending, he definitely would be a, a zero G candidate there with those with those goaltenders. So I'd those would be probably as soon as you could find someone that's available and that I'd I'd be swapping those guys out fairly quickly because they haven't uh, they haven't been good to start off the season. Um, that'll do it for our ask the hacks ask the hacks questions. Uh, we'll slide into, we got a few minutes left here. We'll slide into our hot or not section. So we've got a few players here that are hot and a few players that are definitely not. Uh, one player on the hot list, which I don't think anybody expected so far this season. He currently leads all defensemen in points with six. One goal was on the power play. And he had just had 19 seconds of power play time. Uh, if you form this in a Jeopardy question, who is Brady Shea of the Carolina Hurricanes? What do you think, crazy, boys? Crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's probably on some people's waiver wire still. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was available on well, the two leagues I'm in. He's he's gone now. He was available, but he he went very very quickly. So that's. Uh, I had him last season. He did fairly well last season. So that was a. Uh, I was a surprise to see that one on the list. Devin, were you in the running for Brady Shea? I definitely had a close eye on him. And I, I just mentioned him in our Hackstars post again this morning. Um, it's funny because he's not generally a player you think about when you think about fantasy in the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, But he's off to a hot start. He looks good. Um, definitely worth an ad if he's available in your league still. But I think his his uh, percentage rostered is, is quite high, right? 75% Yahoo and 70% yeah. fan track. So he's, he's likely not available in any leagues you're participating in. But if he's still there, I'd grab him. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, we'll go to the cold list here quickly. Uh, one guy that sticks out quite heavily on this is Timo Meyer. After his uh, hasn't been very good in this first few games, he spent thirty minutes on the bench here at the end of the last game. What do you think, boys? Is uh, are we going to see this from Timo over the long term, or is this just a short term thing? Tyler, you want to take a run at it? 
Uh, not really, because I was just trying to make a trade for Timo Meyer right now. Um, He's buying low as we speak. I was trying to buy low. That's the answer. Clear. That's the yeah, answer. Yeah, buy low. Buy low. Buy low. There you go. Okay. Uh, someone off the hot list here. So this is someone that Tyler did pick up. Uh, Tivo Tiravinen. He's got four goals in three games to start the season. He's got a 38% power play share. He's filling in for Svechnikov very nicely here while he's out, for, out from his knee surgery. So, Tyler, give us the scoop on Teravainen. Um, Yeah, he's getting really good deployment. I picked him up, uh, I think, when we were doing our podcast in the middle of our podcast um, on Sunday. <laughs> uh, and it worked out. Um, he's had He's had good seasons in the past. 60, 70 points. Um, he's had a couple down years based on injuries. Um, he has missed some time, but um, definitely somebody that I'm probably going to keep for a while. Um, and I was kind of surprised that he was kind of hanging out of the waiver wire. So he probably is in quite a few leagues right now. There you go. We've got one last one on the list here. And when I was going through the list, it's kind of like, well, there's a one, two, three. So I just put decided to put the whole team on here, and that's the uh, Seattle Kraken. As uh, as Blake referred to them earlier, it's a uh, it's a team of waiver wire ads, which is pretty much how they've played so far, isn't that right, Blake? That's right. Um, to me, Seattle, like real quickly here, um, they overachieved big time with their efficiency last season. Um, well documented at even strength, their their efficiency was through the roof. They were the highest team at uh, at even strength in terms of shot percentage. So yeah. Yeah, this makes sense, right? That like if if you you fly, they flew too close to the sun, and now it's kind of coming down back to earth here this season. So they're they're going to be better than this, but yeah, I think they're shooting something ridiculous, like two percent as a team, just just garbage, right? And Grubauer is actually playing well, so I, you know, it's 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 a rough watch right now. I'm I'm not holding on to any Seattle players currently. Oh, that makes two of us. I looked at a lot of them. No, we'll sneak one last in here before we uh, polish off the show. Uh, Corey Perry. The longtime duck is off to a solid start in Chicago. He's got four points, one goal. He's got a chirp from Ryan Reeves. It's just over 17 minutes time on ice. Just under five minutes on power, power play, 62% power play share. Devin, a nice little start for Mr. Perry. Uh, yeah, he's looked surprisingly good. But I, someone's got to play on that top power play unit next to Connor Bedard. Um, he's, he's off to a, a good start here and and... I shouldn't totally be surprised by that, I guess. He's he's played a lot of power play time in the past. So when you have limited options, uh, maybe he's just a limited minute power play specialist. I I don't know if he's someone you're going to hold on to season long, but definitely has a little bit of value while he's putting up a pile of points next to Bedard on the power play. So He just seems to find a way here, right? Since he was originally traded, from, traded away from Anaheim, he's kind of found a, his little niche playing like a f- fourth line type guy and... He sneaks in a few points here and there. He's been, well, he went to the cup final with Montreal, Tampa twice, I think, if I remember correctly. So add some value, put him on here with Bedard now, and he's uh, he's looking pretty good. Maybe we can trade for him later on. <laughs> or pick Tyler's him picking him up as we speak as well. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, it's already <laughs> come in. Yeah, yeah. Working on it, <laughs> working on it. Got some pokers in the fire. There we go. There we go. All right, well, that's... Uh, that just about does it for tonight. I want to thank everyone for joining us here on the uh, Hacks Hangout. We will uh, see everybody again here next Wednesday.
Thanks, Bruce.